you're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. You know, I was up in Virginia working that Mr. Crappie Classic qualifier, that big money crappie tournament a few weeks ago, and I ran into the one and only world famous Woo Daves. He won the Bassmaster Classic back in 2000, qualified 17 times for the Classic. He's in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, and I sat down and had a great visit with Woo Daves. Hey, this is bass fishing history in the camp house today. You don't want to miss out on this. Front Door to the Camp House is brought to you by my friends at Calming Care. That is the very gentle probiotic that settles the overactive dog, the nervous Nelly, the dog that gets way too fired up about a thunderstorm or about you leaving for work in the morning. If that's your dog, give Calming Care a try. Learn more about Calming Care when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. We were in Clarksville, Virginia, beautiful little town, getting all set up and ready for the day's weigh-in of the crappie anglers as they came in off of Bugs Island Lake, and lo and behold, there's Woo Daves walking up. I had never met Woo, but I knew that's him. He's 78 years young now and still going every day. Hunting and fishing is his life. His beloved rabbit dogs, yes, he still bass fishes competitively, flounder fishes for income, and fishes for bluegill for dinner. You know, things were a lot different on the Bassmaster Trail when Wu came along, back in the 70s. As a matter of fact, the first classic that Wu fished was the final year that Ray Scott put all the anglers on an airplane and flew them to an undisclosed location with 10 pounds of tackle and gave them all matching ranger boats to fish out of. <laughs> like I said, it's bass fishing history with bass fishing royalty on the show today. You're going to hear from Woo Daves. Glad you're here. Make yourself at home. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, did you know that today is World Adelaide Day? What? <laughs> Ever heard of an Adelaide? Some folks still hunt with an Adelaide. Graham Cave State Park, Jefferson City, Missouri. That's where they're going to celebrate World Adelaide Day. It's an ancient tool for hunting used by early Native Americans and cultures in other parts of the world. And there are still Adelaide seasons on the books in some places across these United States. Members of the World Adelaide Association will demonstrate Adelaide designs plus dart and spear throwing techniques today as well. Cheers to the Adelaide. Go take a look at one at kinderoutdoors.com. Jay Yellis has filed a medical exemption from the Bassmaster Elite Tour for the remainder of the season. Severe tendonitis in both of his arms, it just won't let him fish. He was sitting in 13th place, headed into day three of the Bassmaster Elite at Lake Fork a couple of weeks ago, and just flat couldn't go. A doctor specializing in sports medicine told Jay to sit down and sit it out. Nothing but time, rest, will rehab his arms and have him fishing again in four to six months. And the great Kansas Fishing Derby is off and running again this year. Started on May 15th, runs through September 15th. The great Kansas Fishing Derby. There are more than 500 specially tagged fish swimming the public waters in the Sunflower State. 
catch one and you can win cool prizes. The goal, get people out there fishing. Let's go fishing, Kansas. The Texas Sherlunker program is so successful, no wonder people are replicating this across the country and around the world. The 2022 season claimed its spot as one of the best in program history. Anglers contributed 24 Sherlunkers from nine different lakes across the state. As a matter of fact, this season nearly matched 1995's program record of 27 in a January to March collection window. Lake Daniel became the 75th public water to contribute a legacy bass, 13-pound or bigger Sherlunker. Four entries were new lake records. Lake Daniel twice, Eagle Mountain, and O.H. Ivy. That new O.H. Ivy water body record, 17.06. That's a giant. It was the biggest bass caught and registered in 30 years. The seventh largest largemouth bass ever verified in Texas. Four fish made the Texas top 50 biggest largemouth list of all time. And for the third season in a row, an angler submitted two entries. Two anglers submitted a catch in back-to-back seasons. Two sherlunkers were submitted on the same day, three different times this season. And one angler, Josh Jones, became the first to contribute four sherlunkers to the program. Five of these sherlunkers were over greater than 15 pounds, three of them over 16. What a year. The world's greatest elk callers are getting together competing for $45,000 in cash and gear. Park City, Utah, July 22 and 23, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Elk Camp and Mountain Festival. This thing is a hoot. If you can make it out, they'd love to have you. Hey, I want to say thank you again to my friends at Calming Care for bringing us this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Calming Care. It's gentle. It's not a drug. It gently works over time to settle the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. Learn more about Calming Care at KinderOutdoors.com. Hey, Woo Daves joins us when we come back from the coffee pot. Hey, everybody. It's professional angler Mark Davis. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com At Classic Chevrolet Grapevine, we know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. 
because it's fun to um, be able to uh, do something with my dad and my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here and dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm-hmm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you very. go. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Yes. Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> at Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth. Who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. There are plenty of fish in the creek behind the camp house. Feel free to take a ride down from the wall and catch a few. Kinder Outdoors. Hey, thanks a lot for hanging out around our campfire today. Brought to you, this corner of the camp house anyway, by my friends at Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. That's our vets talking, not me. I've used it with my dogs for years, and it works 100% of the time. Fortiflora. Woo Dave's won the Bassmaster Classic in the year 2000. Qualified for the Classic 17 times. He's in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. And it was my good fortune up in Virginia a few weeks ago to sit out on the banks of Bugs Island Lake and have a good visit. I hope you enjoy my visit with Bass Fishing Royalty. 
Woo Daves. Woo Daves. How in the world are you? I'm just glad to be here to tell you the truth. I know. I'm glad to be here with Woo Daves. Uh, listen, you, you're always hunting, fishing like every minute. My buddy Wally Marshall tells me you're chasing flounder, you're digging frogs, you're catching crappy, crappy up here where you live. You're always doing something. I'm fr- chasing rabbits. And chasing rabbits. You chase rabbits a lot. I'm just tickled to have a few minutes to sit down with you. You you didn't retire and sit down, did you? You keep moving. I try and stay on the road pretty much. Yeah. Keep either fishing, hunting, or working shows and uh, working for sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah. Don't let any grass grow under my feet. No, you still go pretty hard. Folks can still meet you. At the big shows, you still come out and represent the uh, the products. That's changed a lot through the years. You uh, your first Bassmaster tournament was nineteen what seventy five seventy five. Kurtuck Sound. My goodness. Tell me about things back then. How was it? Well, we had three hundred fishermen back then. Everybody had a boat, and when you got to the tournament, it was um, cut to 150 boats, so you had to talk it over with whoever you drew out with to see whose boat you was going to use and how you were going to fish, uh, and back in the day, um, you kind of tried to work with a guy if he was on fish, you'd go with him, maybe if you were on fish, he would go with you, um, and you got to run the boat half a day if you wanted to. Most of the time, the guy in the back stayed in the back. Uh, Sometimes they got up on the front. Um, But one thing about back then, everybody knew everybody, you know. I mean, there might have been one or two you didn't know, but you got to meet them. Where nowadays, it's so many different tournaments and so many new fishermen coming in that you really don't have the camaraderie that you had back in the day. Yeah. It was... Um, met a lot of good people, made a lot of good friends across the country, and I always tell everybody I could go about any direction and spend a night with somebody. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's pretty neat. And still could. You still got a lot of great friends, but we've lost some good ones along the way. And recently, Ray Scott, uh, one of those guys, Ray, when he first started uh, the classics, he put everybody on a pretty even playing field when you went to the classics. And you fished in the last one where he put everybody on a plane. And flew you to a secret location. Right. Uh, I actually got on the plane in Richmond and flew to New Orleans, and we spent the night there. We stayed at the Royal Orleans Hotel. Everybody met there. Then they got on the plane, and we flew back to Norfolk, Virginia, <laughs> which was, uh, and fished the Currituck Sound, which I had never fished at the time. But it was one of the probably the best fisheries in the United States uh, back then. I mean, it. You had Back Bay and Currituck Sound. Back Bay was in the Virginia. You know, if you crossed the line into Virginia, you were in Back Bay. And it was nothing to go down there and, and uh, catch eight-pound bass wow. uh, quite often. And the salt water came in and yeah. killed, How'd killed all the mill pool. How'd you do in your home state? I finished eighth in that one. That's uh, cool. Which was pretty good. It was a tough tournament. Had a hurricane come through, and um, Jack Haynes ended up winning. Yeah. Uh, Paul Shamley was leading the first day. He had about 30 pounds, and uh, but the water blew out, and 
changed a lot of things, and Jack ended up winning. You uh, actually got caught in that hurricane, wrecked out your boat. That's when. That's back when Ray provided boats. Ray Scott provided boats for all the anglers, Ranger boats, uh, at the Classic. And you called him and said, I tore your boat up. What would he say? He said, you want to keep fishing? I said, yeah. He said, well, go get you another one. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't worried about it. They put it on a roll bike and parked it behind the motel, the one that I was in. But I just got caught in 70-mile-an-hour winds, and the motor, the power pack had gone out on the motor, and it blew me into a dock, and there wasn't nothing I could do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that that's what made Ray so successful. He didn't say no. He said yes. We're gonna make it happen one way or another. He was quite a guy. Yeah, and you know everybody's giving him a lot of accolades on Facebook and everything, and you really can't say enough about him and what he's done, you know, for bass fishermen. And uh, I remember I was I got tenth place in my first tournament I fished on Bugs Island. The next year we came back, and I won, and then we had a tournament on Santee Cooper about a month later, and I fished in that one and got 11th. And I remember when I weighed in, he he told me, he said, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. I said, what's that, Ray? He said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. <laughs> and it didn't take me long to figure out what he meant by that, but... Uh, I've had some uh, good stories with him. Um, he used to tell a story about me, and he said, everybody asked how I got my name. And uh, he said, you know, I met his mom. I said, uh, she's only like five foot one, weighed about 90 pounds. And uh, when Wu was born, he weighed 14 pounds, 15 <laughs> ounces. And the first thing she said when he came out was, woo. And he would tell that story at every tournament when I'd weigh in. And it made my mama so mad. She could, Really? Why does he tell that story? Why does he tell that story? <laughs> she didn't like it. And she got mad. But we had a tournament here on Bugs Island, and I invited him and uh, Susan over to eat with us. And my mom had fixed barbecued chicken, and she was a fantastic cook. And everything and of course she got to meet him you know well then you think he'll tell that story to next <laughs> term <laughs> you know then she, she liked it yeah she became his biggest fan after she <laughs> met him and uh throughout the years i i remember i was made 17 classics which was, i thought was pretty good for old yeah. country boy and yeah. nine of them i had the biggest string on the last day to make the classic, and I remember one at Bull Shoals in particular. The second day weighed in, and I was back in like 45th place or something. We only took 25 back then, and uh, when I weighed in, he said, "How are you doing?" I said, "I'm gonna have to catch 18 pounds tomorrow." And he took his hat off and wiped the sweat off his head with his hand. He said, Phew, "You got a hard job tomorrow." <laughs> And I came in, I caught a seven, a five, and three, two, two and a half, had almost 19 pounds, and it made the classic. And, wow. Uh, um, and but, did it. You know, just being around, I probably fished a couple hundred tournaments that he emceed, and uh, 
he always gave me, and and a lot of the fishermen, you know, he, he gave them time to talk and thank their sponsors. And Bass Fishing Hall of Famer Woo Dave's talking about Ray Scott and those early Bassmaster tournaments and classics. We've got a lot more from Woo. I hope you'll stick around. I asked Woo, hey, where did your name come from? Really and truly, the true story. Said his daddy's name was Woody. And when Woo was just a baby, just a little one, he would try to say what the other guys were saying to his pop, calling him Woody. But all he could get out was Woo. That became his nickname. Still with him at 78. We smell like fish, and we're proud of it. I'm Mike Aguinelli, and this is Kinder Outdoors. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, One thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, Our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. 
Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Casaria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Coffee's always on, and the conservation is always good. Make sure you bring a youngin' or two. Together, let's teach them what heritage and tradition looks like. This is the Big Billy Kender Outdoors Camp House. And our special guest this week, Bass Fishing Hall of Famer Woo Daves. Caught up with him on the shoreline of Bugs Island Lake, Clarksville, Virginia, a few weeks ago. Let's pick up where we left off before the break. When you think about it, and you go, I remember the first tackle show I went to. I mean, it was just in one little building, you know, and like Hummingbird, they had two two tables. Lonnie Stanley had one table. Zebco had two tables. You know, it was just... Not booths, tables. Right, and uh, now you go, and those three companies have got more space and yeah. all of them together, and it was um, probably... I can remember Johnny Morris coming through there with his uh, sister, and he had a yellow pad. And he came in Hummingbird, and, you know, you're talking like we're sitting here talking. Well, when he came in, we wasn't here. Right. Whoever was in charge went straight to him, and he just he walked through the booth, and he said, I want one of those, one of those, half of those, one of those. And out the booth he went. Right. And his sister was writing it down on a yellow notepad and I asked I said that was Hummingbird and I said what's the what in the world he ain't ordering but one depth finder he said no that's a truck trailer load <laughs> and uh, in the same thing every booth he would go in 
I don't care who was in there or what was going on. He made an order and was gone. You know, they yeah. knew he was going coming through there in a hurry, and they didn't want to miss out. And now when you go to the shows, I mean, it takes you three, four days just to walk through and yeah. halfway see everything. And that's all because of Ray Scott and Bass. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's that's one thing that Wally's trying to do with the crap in. He's getting pretty darn successful at it. Yeah. He's putting yeah. on a heck of a show and uh, and getting all the vendors together that support crappy fishing and everything. And um, a lot of people look at Wiley, and he's always jolly and happy and everything, but I can tell you, you know, it's 20-hour-a-day job, seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, it's not like he's just walking around saying, yeah, let's do some crappy fishing and everything. I'm sure he's on the phone probably six hours a day trying to set stuff up and get things going. And it, it, it's a you got to commend him for taking that job on and what he's done for crappy pitch. And I see it doing nothing but getting bigger and better. Yeah, he uh, he's got a little race got in him over there for sure. Uh, if I want to sneak up on a bullfrog in Virginia, what's the best way of going about that, Woo? Well, we used to put waders on and just sneak around the edge of the ponds in the water and beat snakes off and giggle. Yeah, so you're still get you still giggle. Yeah. All right. How about chasing rabbits? You need a good dog. I got 19. Okay, you need 19 good dogs. What kind of dogs you run? Uh, beagles. I'm. About half death, so I gotta have noise. And the guy I get them from, he knows, he breaks them, and he knows what I want. He calls me when he's got one, and because uh, I really don't have time to mess with puppies, yeah. trying to fish and everything. But how's that work? How's that work? You turn those dogs loose, and what happens? They're gonna go find a rabbit and jump him, and hopefully make a circle. And back in the day, they used to make little circles. You know, go out 75 yards, 80 yards, make a circle, and come back. But with the evolution of the coyotes chasing them, now they might go a mile. Wow, really? You, you know, go plumb out of here and then make a big circle and come back. And uh, Those dogs will turn that rabbit? Oh, yeah. Well, he, the rabbit wants to come home. Uh-huh. But the problem with the coyotes chasing them at night and everything now, they'll run them, you know, way off and... Uh, the rabbit, everything's after the rabbit. The owl, the snake, the the whoop, yeah, anybody. Yeah. We ended up with 230 this year, which wasn't a bad year. Yeah, so. I guess so. I guess so. That's pretty good. I'm guessing growing up around here in Virginia, you didn't spend a whole lot of time fishing over in Chicago. No. Uh, so you went over there in 2000 fishing the Bassmaster Classic and won that booger. Was that your first time to go fish in Chicago? Yeah, first and only, really. <laughs> and it it was pretty exciting because, you know, when they had them on the James River, I had a good chance to win. I was close in all of them. Um, certain circumstances, like when Guido won, he had run out of fish the second day, and Dion had found some fish, and he didn't catch anything the first day, so he gave that hold to um, Guido, and he ended up... Um, you know, knocked me out by six ounces. And uh, the last year that Hank won, I'd led it two days, and I got to my first spot. And back then, 
12 pounds a day would win. And I had three fish that weighed almost 10 pounds, and I'd been catching 75 a day the first two days, and my motor blew up, and I didn't get another boat till quarter to two. Wow. I, I, think, I feel pretty confident that I would have won that one. Wow. Well, then you go to some, you don't think you got a Chinaman chance. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Chicago was one of those. I had gone out there and practiced, and I caught two little smallmouth. They were spawning. I could have caught a lot of them, but I knew when we came back they weren't going to be spawning. So I went out and looked for structure offshore. Well, the last day I went to place, and I caught four nice largemouth. And I found four holes offshore, it, but it was a little lake, off lake, off the river. And I said, well, I'll go back there and practice and look around try and find a couple more holes. Well, I get there, and I look, and there's a boat sitting on all four of those places <laughs> that I found. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going for smallmouth, and if I don't catch anything, I'll, I'll pull to Hank Parker and come in with a bag over my head. And... Uh, it worked out the first pass I made, I caught, I didn't catch anything. I was throwing 10-pound line. So I dropped down to six, went back, made a pass, and caught three. I said, well, the sun's come out, they started biting. So I went back to eight and ten, didn't get a bite. Went back, took about 45 minutes, caught two more, three more, caught one, then I'm just went looking for stuff, and I had like nine-something, and I was in 10th place. The next day, I go back, and it was calm. That was the only calm day we had, and uh, I caught one on the first cast when I got there and ended up with 15 pounds that day and took the lead. Then the last day, I went back, and I caught four that weighed six-something. And I lost one about four pounds, three pounds. I had him hooked on a fish. He still haunts you today. And he just opened his mouth and the grub. I was using a Zoom tube to come out. And I looked at Steve Price. He was an outdoor rider. And I said, there goes another classic. Well, it was misty raining and wind blowing up and down. And all of a sudden the sun came out for like 40 seconds. And closed back up. And I turned around to Steve and I said, I won the classic. I'm going to win the classic. He said, What do you mean you're going to win the classic? I said, I'll tell you when we get in, but I know I'm going to win it. And uh, sure enough, I came in and ended up winning. But I felt like that was a sign from the Lord, you know, yeah. just to do that. And uh, uh, what a special moment. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. That but when I got there, I didn't, you know, I just didn't have a clue after I saw them boats on those holes that I was going to win. So that's why, you know, like I heard Bobcat yesterday, oh, it's toughest I ever seen it, the toughest I ever seen it. I said, Bobcat, what you caught today ain't going to help you. You got to catch them tomorrow. It's another day, so you don't never give up, you know. You, you always fish hard because you never know um, what today is going to bring. Good morning, this is Sergeant First Class Michael Tucker with 112th Combat Services Support Company, Texas Army National Guard, Navarro County, Texas. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors.
You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S. TejasRanchFencing.com. Hey, crappie anglers. Crappie season is here. Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie, here to tell you about all of the new crappie products for 2022. Check out the all-new Wally Marshall Classic Signature Rods by Lou's. The Wally Marshall Classic Series starts at 5'6 and all the way up to 16 foot in length. IM8 graphite construction, cork handles, stainless steel guides, super light for all-day use, and the perfect trolling and casting rods on the market today. Now for you live scopers out there, the Wally Marshall Pro Target rods are designed with IM8 graphite blanks, stainless steel guides, and wind grip handles. No slip with a grip when you're trying to boat flip a three-pounder. Pro Target rods are the best for live scope, trolling, and perfect for wade fishing and heavy cover. All new Mr. Crappie Colors and Crappie Thunders, Slabalicious, Jokers, and Shad Pose. Tennessee Mist, White, Who Dat, and Don't Miss the School Bus. All crappie anglers should keep the Mr. Crappie Slabomatic Electric Filet Knife handy too. StrikeKing.com, Lose.com, and SmithsProducts.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. Funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. 
This is Woody, Woody's fairly reliable guide service up on Rainy Lake, Minnesota. I've been taking families, friends, and corporate groups fishing for more than 40 years. Crappie, smallmouth, walleye, and monster pike await you right outside your lodge door. Not only can I show you a wonderful time on Rainy Lake, I can sell you your very own island, as I'm a realtor too. So we can do it all up here and take a two-nation vacation with Woody. Over 90% of our customers make it back to dock safely. We hope you're one of them. Woody at RainyLake.com. See you here. That view from the porch is pretty awesome this time of year. Let's sit and visit a while at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, if you haven't done it yet, go do it now. Register to win your Kinder Outdoors t-shirt at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com. We heard from a bunch of folks this week all over the country. Betty Sue McCarley in Brady, Texas. They have that big goat cook-off down there in Brady every year. I hear that's quite a party. I hear from my buddy Ken Copeland that that's a good time. Mark Swanson listens to the show in Wichita Falls, Texas. How about Rex Wood in Eldon, Missouri? Thanks for listening. Thanks for the email, Rex. Teresa Legler is in Garland, Texas. Michael Pritchett, Chicago, Illinois. Jerry Tharp in Trinidad, Texas. KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. And, hey, make sure you drop off a picture for the bragging board, too. Everybody wants to see what you've been up to out on the lake, in the woods, whatever. Frog gigging, we don't care. We want to see. And we want it on the bragging board at KinderOutdoors.com. It's real easy to download a photo from your your iPhone, your iPad, your Android, your laptop, your whatever, uh, to us at Kinder Outdoors and write up just a brief description of who this is we're looking at and what's going on. We'll get it up on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R, like kindergarten, or give us a call anytime, 1-877-820-BBKO, 1-877-820-2256. If you had told me before my recent trip to Clarksville, Virginia, that I was going to run into... Bassmaster Classic Champion, Bass Fishing Hall of Famer, Woo Daves, and that we'd make a little drive together up to Chase City, Virginia, and eat fried bologna sandwiches together, I'd have said you were off your rocker, but we did. (laughs) And I'd go back and do it again tomorrow. It was a great day. Let's pick up where we left off with our conversation with Bass Fishing Hall of Famer, 2000 Bassmaster Classic Champion, Woo Daves. Hey, Woo, to these young guys listening right now, you know, they jump on that boat and it's a video game. They can see every fish in three counties out there. Explain to them how you were finding that offshore structure back in 1970. What were you using? Well, we just had the regular old depth finders, you know, and you'd ease along, look for rock piles and stuff. And um, actually, the second day, it got calm. I was fishing this wall, and I knew there were some broken off rocks down there that I'd felt. Well, I got right against the wall and went down through there looking, you know, because you could see down 10 to 12 foot, and I could see where those rocks were. And um, I was throwing ahead, and I got a bite, caught a good, and put him in the live well. And I'm, but I'm looking down. I'm not looking up there because you're throwing down like beside a wall. And 
didn't get a bite, so I burned it in, and I had about six foot of line out, and I looked, and there was one coming behind it, and I just flipped the bale, and it went down. I eased up, and he was on there, and I caught him. And uh, It worked out. It worked out. You just have to study the maps harder. And, you know, now you got the GPS maps and everything. They show you all the humps. They show you the creek channels, long points. You see everything right there in front of you. And uh, it's a lot different ball game now um, than it was back in the day. Yeah, talking about that, if you, uh, you know, if a young guy came along now, you were a country boy from working folks that that did well, won a classic, won some big tournaments, traveled all over the United States fishing big money bass tournaments, what was big money back then. Is it still possible for a youngster to do that in today's bass fishing world? If he's got some money, <laughs> you know, it's tough. It's hard. You know, the sponsorship money is spread out so thin. Um, amongst all, they got so many different trails and fishermen now, and the fishing industry can only support so much at a time, and they're going to give the, most of the money to the guys that do the best, which you can't blame them. Yeah. You know, that's who sells the stuff for them and everything. But it's still, they can make it, you know, yeah. but you really need a little bit of luck and a lot of skill. A lot of skill, a lot of skill. That That's one thing that doesn't change. There's a ton of great fishermen all over the United States. I don't care where you go, but are capable of being bass pros. It's just a matter of family, uh, your job. You know, it's hard to look. Like I got a buddy, that he's a heck of a fisherman. And he started selling depth finders and troll motors out of his house and rigging boats. And he had a $180,000 a year job with a, a company vehicle and a credit card that he could use fishing, whatever he wanted to do, you know, put gas in his boat with it and everything. And he got to doing so well with that business that he quit his job and started just rigging boats out of his house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he'll he'll be able to move on into fishing down the road once he gets established and everything. But to make that jump with a, family, with a wife and two kids and say, hey, I'm going to quit a, a comfy job, and he was on call. I mean, sometimes he wouldn't work for three weeks. Yeah. Went around fixing hospital machines and everything. Right. But if you have a dream, you can't sit back every day and say, man, I wish I could live that dream or I could try to live that dream. you got to either go do it or not do it. And I always say follow your dream. Um, but it's like I say, if you've got kids and a wife, it's hard for them to understand. You're all fishing and everything. you got to miss baseball games and Whatever. I was fortunate. My son liked to fish. And, and uh, you know, he cared fishing more than anything. And like I say, there's just so many good ones out there that'll never make it. But they can do good locally, too. I mean, there's guys that fish locally that make more money than the pros do. Yeah. yeah. You know, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, 
all around. Uh, yeah. You know, they make a good living fishing weekend tournaments, and then they work their job too. Right. Double dip. And they're at home to go go to the ball games and the dance recitals and yeah. all that stuff. All that good stuff. What about supper time, Wu? I want to talk to you about supper. Uh, we're going to eat, uh, and you can have anything you want here. Do you, are we going to eat crap? Well, I call them crappie. You call them crappy. They're pretty good. Uh, flounder. I know you're fond of those flounder. How about those bluegill? What, what are we going to eat? I like bluegill a bit better than, but uh, I like them all. <laughs> if it's a fish, I'll eat it. I don't care. I like bluegill, crappie, uh, walleye, catfish. I mean, the only thing I don't eat is bass. Yeah. You know, throw them back. But uh, sometimes we'll keep some spotted bass if you're in a lake because they overpopulate the lake, and they're real good to eat. Yeah. But so now where I live, it's cornmeal, salt, and pepper, and drop them in the peanut oil. How about up here? Engine head, yellow cornmeal. Yellow cornmeal. There you go. Got to be engine head. We got a lot in common. Woo, Dave, what an honor to sit and visit with you. I appreciate the time. Well, I think in... Um, Anytime you need anything, you call me. <laughs> what a great guy, Woo Daves. Before I left Virginia, I said, Woo, I'd sure like to go rabbit hunting with you behind those dogs sometime. And he gave me a hearty welcome and invitation to come do that. And I am going to go do that. Hey, we're going to stand up and stretch our legs a little bit, grab a fresh cup of coffee, but there's more on the way at Kinder Outdoors. Stick around. Call a buddy. Tell them to tune in or pick up a podcast. Kinder Outdoors is a free download from all the top podcast delivery sites. Just let them know you want Kinder Outdoors, and they'll send it to you absolutely free each and every week. Listen at your convenience. Also available at KinderOutdoors.com. You snored like a chainsaw all night long. So tonight, you're sleeping in the truck. I'm tired, and I'm Woody of Woody's Fairly Reliable Guide Service on Kinder Outdoors. Swapped neighbor Jones some good cigars for an evening hunt in the honey hole. Come along with Kinder Outdoors. Glad you're here with us at Kinder Outdoors today. Thanks for hanging out around our campfire. This corner of the camp house is brought to you by our friends at Purina Pro Plan. You know, I have field trialed competitively all across the United States, had a lot of fun with it through the years. And I can tell you that a definite advantage for your dog is the fuel that they're running on. And there's nothing better than Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula. 30% protein, 20% fat. Hey, about 90% of the field trial champions across North America are fed Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula in the purple sport bag. That ought to tell you something. Pick up a bag at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Squirrel season is a southern tradition. An Arkansas tradition that goes back for, oh golly, I guess about as far back as we go. The season opened in Arkansas on May 15th, and it's a great opportunity to take a young hunter with a 22 or maybe a 410 shotgun out to the woods and introduce them 
to hunting and nature and God's great creation and maybe even a little limb bacon on the table. <laughs> Take the kids out for some treetop targets. It's a great excuse to be in the woods. And now is an even greater opportunity for you folks in Arkansas. The season used to run mid-May through mid-June, but in 2013, the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission voted to extend the season for those who wanted to continue pursuing squirrels from May 15th to the end of February, making it one of Arkansas's longest hunting seasons now. Get the kids to study up the how-tos and put a plan together with you. They'll have a ball and make memories that'll last a lifetime. Now that is a slightly bigger target, elk. Hey, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and the Wildlife Biology Program at the University of Montana are doing something pretty cool. It's a bold, innovative, hands-on, higher education experience this coming fall that highlights the fundamental role that hunting plays in society and wildlife conservation. Once established, the Wild Sustenance Curriculum will be available to other universities. It's tailored programming that focuses on key motivations and barriers to participation in hunting. Use of cutting-edge technology, including virtual reality modules that explore field dressing, butchering, and hunter ethics. It encourages the inclusion of students from a wide variety of university majors and includes the development of a micro-credential program from the University of Montana. Keep a close eye on this one and bring it to a university near you next year. Mountain lion sightings are rare, but hey, how about this story? Out in California, a couple of Mondays ago, a woman was driving on State Route 299. She stopped beside the road near a picnic area and took her dog for a walk. As they were walking down a path with the dog slightly ahead of her, she noticed movement beside her. It was a mountain lion. Swiped her across her left shoulder. She screamed, and her dog immediately returned and jumped that mountain lion. The lion bit the dog's head and wouldn't let go. So the woman started to throw rocks and then tug and try to pull them apart and even attempted to gouge the eyes out of the lion, all to no avail. She went back up to the road and flagged down a passing vehicle. The passerby stopped, had a can of pepper spray, sprayed the lion in the face, no effect. As the lion was trying to drag the dog off the trail, the woman and the passerby grabbed a piece of PVC pipe and began beating on the lion until it finally released the dog. She drove her dog straight to a veterinarian for emergency treatment and then drove herself to receive medical treatment. Redding, California. Last I heard, the dog was recovered. Bassmaster has announced a $100,000 purse for the 2022 Yamaha Bassmaster Redfish Cup. That championship, presented by Skeeter, will return to Port Aransas, Texas, November 4, 5, and 6. Last year marked the return of the Bassmaster Redfish Cup Championship after a 12-year hiatus. The all-star team of elite series bass fishing pro Chris Zaldane and IFA Redfish Tour angler Ryan Ricard won that thing. Port A, November 4, 5, and 6. That would be a great time to take the family down to Port Aransas, take the fly rod, fish the flats for tailing redfish. 
Enjoy a weigh-in at the Bassmaster Redfish Cup Championship. Speaking of the Texas Gulf Coast, something really cool is taking place down there right now. Galveston Island State Park, a routine survey by the Sea Aggie Sea Turtle Patrol, turned up a Kemp's Ridley Sea Turtle Nest with 107 eggs in the dunes on the beach side of Galveston Island State Park. Why is that such a big deal? Well, this is the first nest found at the park since 2012, 10 years. Once the nest was discovered, the Turtle Patrol and the Gulf Center for Sea Turtle Research began coordinating transport of the nest to the incubation facility at Padre Island National Seashore. Purina ProPlan has a formula specifically built for your dog, and it's simply the best. Pick up a bag that suits your dog best at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. ProPlan. Hi, everybody. It's World Championship caller Al Morris. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Crappie anglers, crappie season is here. Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about all of the new crappie products for 2022. Check out the all-new Wally Marshall Classic Signature Rods by Lou's. The Wally Marshall Classic Series starts at 5 foot 6 and all the way up to 16 foot in length. IM8 graphite construction, cork handles, stainless steel guides, super light for all-day use, and the perfect trolling and casting rods on the market today. Now for you live scopers out there, the Wally Marshall Pro Target rods are designed with IM8 graphite blanks, stainless steel guides, and wind grip handles. No slip with a grip when you're trying to boat flip a three-pounder. Pro Target rods are the best for live scope, trolling, and perfect for wade fishing and heavy cover. All new Mr. Crappie Colors and Crappie Thunder, Slabalicious, Jokers, and Shad Pose. Tennessee Mist, White, Who Dat, and Don't Miss the School Bus. All crappie anglers should keep the Mr. Crappie Slabomatic Electric Filet Knife handy too. StrikeKing.com, Lose.com, and SmithsProducts.com. You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out, and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S. TejasRanchFencing.com. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Don't head to the country without stopping at Teske's Outdoors and Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Bagara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection, too. 
Jet Skis Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the Rancher Lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, feed, and feeders available too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of Bay 20, just west of Weatherford. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees. And have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. have to have four-wheel drive to get to this camp house. The helicopter will do the trick. This is Kinder Outdoors. And I'm Billy Kinder. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Purina Pro Plan for bringing us this corner of the camp house as well. Purina Pro Plan with a formula for your dog, even if they have special conditions like an itchy coat, or maybe they're older and could benefit from added glucosamine in their diet. Do they have a resistance to grain? They can't eat grain in their diet? There's a pro plan formula for your dog, and it's waiting for you at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, and Kansas. On a recent trip to Virginia for the Mr. Crappie Qualifier out on Bugs Island Lake, I had an opportunity to spend the day, a couple of days, with 2000 Bassmaster Classic champion, Bass Fishing Hall of Famer, Woo Daves. He was born and raised right there in that part of the country. Still lives there. And still, just like when he was a boy, he hunts and fishes and runs the rabbits just about every day of his life. Woo Daves, how in the world are you? I'm just glad to be here to tell you the truth. I know. I'm glad to be here with Woo Daves. Uh, listen, you, you're always hunting, fishing like every minute. My buddy Wally Marshall tells me you're chasing flounder, you're digging frogs, you're catching crappy, crappy up here where you live. You're always doing something. I'm fr- chasing rabbits. And chasing rabbits. You chase rabbits a lot. I'm just tickled to have a few minutes to sit down with you. You, you didn't retire and sit down, did you? You keep moving. I try and stay on the road pretty much. Yeah. Keep either fishing, hunting, or working shows and. Uh, working for sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah. Don't let any grass grow under my feet. No, you still go pretty hard. Folks can still meet you at the big shows. You still come out and represent the uh, the products. That's changed a lot through the years. You uh, your first 
Bassmaster tournament was 19, what, 75? 75. 75. Kurtuk Sam. My goodness. Tell me about things back then. How was it? Well, we had 300 fishermen back then. Everybody had a boat. And when you got to the tournament, it was um, cut to 150 boats. So you had to talk it over with whoever you drew out with to see whose boat you was going to use and how you were going to fish. Uh, and back in the day, um, you kind of tried to work with a guy. If he was on fish, you'd go with him. Maybe if you were on fish, he would go with you. Um, and you got to run the boat half a day if you wanted to. Most of the time, the guy in the back stayed in the back. Uh, sometimes they got up on the front. Um, but one thing about back then, everybody knew everybody, yeah. you know. I mean, there might have been one or two you didn't know, but you got to meet them. Where nowadays, it's so many different tournaments and so many new fishermen coming in that you really don't have the camaraderie that you had back in the day. Yeah. It was... Um, Met a lot of good people, made a lot of good friends across the country, and I always tell everybody I could go about any direction and spend a night with somebody. Yeah. You know, that's pretty neat. And still could. You still got a lot of great yeah. friends, but we've lost some good ones along the way. And recently, Ray Scott, uh, one of those guys, Ray, when he first started uh, the classics, he put everybody on a pretty even playing field when you went to the classics. And you fished in the last one where he put everybody on a plane and flew you to a secret location. Right. Uh, I actually got on the plane in Richmond and flew to New Orleans, and we spent the night there. We stayed at the Royal Orleans Hotel. Everybody met there. Then they got on the plane, and we flew back to Norfolk, Virginia, <laughs> which was, uh, and fished the Currituck Sound, which I had never fished at the time. But it was one of the probably the best fisheries in the United States uh, back then. I mean, it. You had Back Bay and Currituck Sound. Back Bay was in the Virginia. You know, if you crossed the line into Virginia, you were in Back Bay. And it was nothing to go down there and, and uh, catch eight-pound bass wow. uh, quite often. And the salt water came in and yeah. killed, killed all the mill pool. How'd you do in your home state? I finished eighth in that one. That's uh, which was pretty good. It was a tough tournament. Had a hurricane come through, and um, Jack Haynes ended up winning. Yeah. Uh, Paul Shamley was leading the first day. He had about 30 pounds, and uh, but the water blew out and changed a lot of things, and Jack ended up winning. You uh, actually got caught in that hurricane, wrecked out your boat. That's when. That's back when Ray provided boats. Ray Scott provided boats for all the anglers, ranger boats uh, at the Classic. And you called him and said, I tore your boat up. What'd he say? He said, you want to keep fishing? I said, yeah. He said, well, go get you another one. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't worried about it. They put it on a rollback and parked it behind the motel, the one that I was in. But I just got caught in 70-mile-an-hour winds, and the motor, the power pack had gone out on the motor, and it blew me into a dock, and there wasn't nothing I could do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's what made Ray so successful. He didn't say no. He said, yes, we're going to make it happen one way or another. He was quite a guy. Yeah, and 
you know, everybody's giving them a lot of accolades on Facebook and everything, and you really can't say enough about him and what he's done, you know, for bass fishermen. And uh, I remember I was I got 10th place in my first tournament I fished on Bugs Island. The next year we came back, and I won, and then we had a tournament on Santee Cooper about a month later, and I fished in that one and got 11th. And I remember when I weighed in, he he told me, he said, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. I said, what's that, Ray? He said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. <laughs> and it didn't take me long to figure out what he meant by that, but... Uh, I've had some uh, good stories with him. Um, he used to tell a story about me, and he said, everybody asked how I got my name. And uh, he said, you know, I met his mom. I said, uh, she's only like five foot one, weighed about 90 pounds. And uh, when we was born, he weighed 14 pounds, 15 <laughs> ounces. And the first thing she said when he came out was, woo. <laughs> and he would tell that story at every tournament when I'd weigh in. And it made my mama so mad. She could, Really? Why does he tell that story? Why does he tell that story? <laughs> she didn't like it. And she got mad. But we had a tournament here on Bugs Island. And I invited him and uh, Susan over to eat with us. And my mom had fixed barbecued chicken. And she was a fantastic cook. And everything and of course she got to meet him you know well then you think he'll tell that story to next <laughs> term <laughs> you know then she liked it yeah she became his biggest fan after she <laughs> met him and uh throughout the years i i remember on, i was made 17 classics which was, i thought was pretty good for old yeah. country boy and yeah. nine of them i had the biggest string on the last day to make the classic and I remember one at Bull Shoals in particular the second day weighed in and I was back in like 45th place or something and we only took 25 back then and uh, when I weighed in he said how are you doing I said I'm going to have to catch 18 pounds tomorrow and he took his hat off and wiped the sweat off his head with his hand he said Phew you got a hard job to part. <laughs> and I came in, I caught a seven, a five, and three, two, two and a half. Had almost 19 pounds and made the classic. And, uh, wow. um, and but, did it. You know, just being around, I probably fished a couple hundred tournaments that he emceed, And uh, he always gave me... And, my, and a lot of the fishermen, you know, he, he gave them time to talk and thank their sponsors. Hi, I'm champion waterfowl caller Eric Guggenheim. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about the Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. 
Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and ground trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild 
driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Hunters and fishermen gather here every week. Boy, we need another freezer. This camp house is Kinder Outdoors. He is a bass fishing legend. He's in the Hall of Fame, and he won the Bassmaster Classic back in 2000. Qualified for 17 Bassmaster Classics. But how about the expo at that first classic that he fished compared with today? Woo Dave's. When you think about it, and you go to the, I remember the first tackle show I went to. I mean, it was just in one little building, you know, and like Hummingbird, they had two two tables. Lonnie Stanley had one table. Zebco had two tables. You know, it was just... Not booths, tables. Right, and uh, now you go, and those three companies have got more space and yeah. all of them together, and it was um, probably... I can remember Johnny Morris coming through there with his... Uh, sister and he had a yellow pad and he came in hummingbird and you know you're talking like we're sitting here talking well when he came in we wasn't here whoever was in charge went straight to him and he just he walked through the booth and he said i want one of those one of those half of those one of those and out the booth he went and his sister was writing it down on a yellow notepad and i asked i said that was hummingbird and i said what's the what in the world he ain't ordering but one depth finder? He said, no, that's a truck troll load. <laughs> and, uh, and the same thing, every booth he would go in, I don't care who was in there or what was going on, he made an order and was gone. You know, they yeah. knew he was going coming through there in a hurry, and they didn't want to miss out. And now when you go to the shows, I mean, it takes you three, four days just to walk through and yeah. halfway see everything. And... That's all because of Ray Scott and Bass, yeah, you know, and uh, it's that's one thing that Wally's trying to do with the crap, and he's getting pretty darn successful at it. Yeah, he's putting yeah. on a heck of a show and uh, and getting all the vendors together that support crappy fishermen and everything. And um, a lot of people look at Wally, and he's always jolly and happy and everything, but I can tell you, you know, his 20-hour-a-day job, seven days a week. Uh, it's not like he's just walking around saying, yeah, let's do some crappy fish and everything. I'm sure he's on the phone probably six hours a day trying to set stuff up and get things going. And it, it, it's a you got to commend him for taking that job on and what he's done for crappy fish and I see it doing nothing but getting bigger and better. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, uh, he's got a little Ray Scott in him over there for sure. Uh, if I want to sneak up on a bullfrog in Virginia, what's the best way of going about that, Woo? Well, we used to put waders on and just sneak around the edge of the ponds in the water and beat snakes off and gig them. <laughs> so you're still gig- you still gig them? Yeah. Uh, and how about chasing rabbits? You need a good dog? I got 19. Okay, you need 19 good dogs. What kind of dogs do you run? Uh, beagles. I'm about half deaf, so I got to have noise. And the guy I get them from, he knows he breaks them, and he knows what I want. He calls me when he's got one because uh, I really don't have time to mess with puppies yeah. trying to fish and everything. But How's that work? How's that work? You turn those dogs loose, and what happens? They're going to go find a rabbit and jump him and hopefully make a circle and back in the day they used to make little circles you know go out 75 yards 80 yards make a circle and come back but with the evolution of the coyotes chasing them now they might go a mile wow really? you, you know go plumb out of hearing and make a big circle and come back and uh those dogs will turn that rabbit oh yeah well he the rabbit wants to come home but the problem with the coyotes chasing them at night and everything now, they'll run them, you know, way off. And uh, the rabbit, everything's after the rabbit. The owl, the snake, the, the woo. Yeah, anybody. Yeah. We ended up with 230 this year, which wasn't a bad year. Yeah, so. I guess so. I guess so. That's pretty good. I'm guessing growing up around here in Virginia, you didn't spend a whole lot of time fishing over in Chicago. No. Uh, so you went over there in 2000 fishing the Bassmaster Classic and won that booger. Was that your first time to go fish in Chicago? Yeah, first and only, really. <laughs> <laughs> and it it was pretty exciting because, you know, when they had them on the James River, I had a good chance to win. I was close in all of them. Um, certain circumstances, like with... And Guido won. He had run out of fish the second day, and Dion had found some fish, and he didn't catch anything the first day, so he gave that hole to um, Guido, and he ended up, um, you know, knocking me out by six ounces. And uh, the last year that Hank won, I'd led it two days, and I got to my first spot. And back then, 12 pounds a day would win. And I had three fish that weighed almost 10 pounds, and I'd been catching 75 a day the first two days, and my motor blew up, and I didn't get another boat till quarter to two. Wow. I, I think I felt pretty confident that I would have won that one. Wow. Well, then you go to some, and you don't think you got a Chinaman's chance. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Chicago was one of those. I had gone out there and practiced, and I caught two little smallmouth. They were spawning. I could have caught a lot of them, but I knew when we came back they weren't going to be spawning. So I went out and looked for structure offshore. Well, the last day I went to the place, and I caught four nice largemouth, and I found four holes offshore, but it was a little lake, off lake, off the river. And I said, well, I'll go back there and practice and look around and try and find a couple more holes. Well, I get there. And I look, and there's a boat sitting on all four of those places that I've found. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going for smallmouth, and if I don't catch anything, I'll, I'll pull to Hank Park and come in with a bag over my head. And uh, it worked out the first pass I made. I caught, I didn't catch anything. 
I was pulling a 10 pound line. So I dropped down to six, went back, made a pass, and caught three. I said, Well, the sun's come out, they started biting. So I went back to eight and ten, didn't get a bite. Went back, took about 45 minutes, caught two more, three more, caught one. Then I just went looking for stuff, and I had like nine something, and I was in tenth place. The next day, I go back, and it was calm. That was the only calm day we had. And uh, I caught one on the first cast when I got there and ended up with 15 pounds that day and took the lead. And then the last day I went back, and I caught four that weighed six-something. And I lost one about four pounds, three pounds. I had him hooked on the two. He still haunts you today. And he just opened his mouth and the grub. I was using a Zoom tube to come out. And I looked at Steve Price. He was an outdoor rider. And I said, there goes another classic. Uh, uh, uh. Well, it was misty raining and wind blowing up and down. And all of a sudden, the sun came out for like 40 seconds and closed back up. And I turned around to Steve and I said, I won the classic. I'm going to win the classic. He said, what do you mean you're going to win the Classic? I said, I'll tell you when we get in, but I know I'm going to win it. And uh, sure enough, I came in and ended up winning. But I felt like that was a sign from the Lord, you know, yeah. just to do that. And uh, uh, What a special moment. Wow, that's, that's pretty that was, uh But when I got there, I didn't. Yeah, you know, I just didn't have a clue after I saw them boats on those holes that yeah. I was going to win. So that's why, you know, like I heard Bobcat yesterday, oh, it's toughest I ever seen it, the toughest I ever seen it. I said, Bobcat, what you caught today ain't going to help you. you got to catch them tomorrow. tomorrow. It's another day, so you don't never give up, you know. Yeah. You, you always fish hard because you never know um, what today is going to bring. We'll wrap it up with Bass Fishing Hall of Famer Woo Daves when we come back from the coffee pot. Hi, I'm Toxie Hayes. I'm Cuz Strickland. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. In my mossy oak. With Kinder Outdoors. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store, you get a snack, and we get to stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up. And sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car as well. I can just feel the comfort knowing that will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com Outdoor Texas Camps produces strong young women. Yeah, I was eight. So I was a camper for about three, four years. Like Faith, step one is attend an Outdoor Texas Camp. Get involved. 
and you never know where it will go from there. This camp like gave me foundational skills of like how to plan, how to like what does responsibility look like. If they they can come in knowing nothing, and they will leave with a whole new set of skills. Top-notch instructors teaching outdoor skills, hunting, fishing, and the shooting sports. Young ladies growing confident in their abilities. Like this camp, like yes, it's about hunting and fishing, and their skills learn. But I think they grow up in these camps. We see a kid that doesn't know what. Honestly, what responsibility is, they grow up. Outdoor Texas Camps is now taking enrollment for girls 9 to 17, with $400 scholarships available to young ladies in the North Texas area for Summer Camps 2022. Make it a summer of growth for the young lady in your life. It all starts at OutdoorTexasCamps.com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. The fish came from our waters, the meat from our fields, the heritage and history from our hearts. Glad you're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, if you have not already done it, you need to do so now. Go to kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, kinder, like kindergarten, kinderoutdoors.com, and register for one of our really good-looking Kinder Outdoors t-shirts. We give them away all the time. But we can't give you one if we don't have your name, okay? So uh, enter. It's a simple drawing at kinderoutdoors.com. And, hey, if you would, when you when you enter the contest or when you drop by the website, let us know where you are and how you hear the show. AM, FM, XM, podcast, broadcast, we'd love to know. I want to say hello to Linda Whitehead, Dothan, Alabama. She sent us a message this week. Got it, Linda. Thank you. 
Paul Kuchera, West Texas. No, not the direction, the town, West Texas, home of the Kalachi. Oh, my word. Yeah, they're good. Tasha Godbold catches Kinder Outdoors in Sarasota, Florida. And Brenda Burton is in Atkins, Arkansas. Thank you, Billy Garrett, Weatherford, Texas. Michael Lawson, Taylor, Michigan. Thank you one and all. We love to hear from you. Thank you so very much. KinderOutdoors.com. Hey, let's get back to our conversation with Bass Fishing Hall of Famer and all-around good old boy, Woo Daves. Hey, Woo, to these young guys listening right now, you know, they jump on that boat and it's a video game. They can see every fish in three counties out there. Explain to them how you were finding that offshore structure back in 1970. What were you using? Well, we just had the regular old depth finders, you know, and you'd ease along, look for rock piles and stuff. And um, actually, the second day, it got calm. I was fishing this wall, and I knew there were some broken-off rocks down there that I'd felt. Well, I got right against the wall and went down through there looking, you know, because you could see down 10 to 12 foot, and I could see where those rocks were. And... Um, I was throwing ahead, and I got a bite, caught a good, and put him in the live well. And I'm, but I'm looking down. I'm not looking up there because you're throwing down like beside a wall, and didn't get a bite. So I burned it in, and I had about six foot of line out, and I looked, and there was one coming behind it, and I just flipped the bail, and it went down. And I eased up, and he was on there, and I caught him, and. Uh, it worked out. It worked out. You just have to study the maps harder. And, you know, now you got the GPS maps and everything. They show you all the humps. They show you the creek channels, long points. You see everything right there in front of you. And uh, it's a lot different ball game now um, than it was back in the day. Yeah, talking about that, if you, uh, you know, if a young guy came along now, you were a country boy from working folks that that did well, won a classic, won some big tournaments, traveled all over the United States fishing big money bass tournaments, what was big money back then. Is it still possible for a youngster to do that in today's bass fishing world? If he's got some money, <laughs> you know, it's tough. It's hard, you know, the sponsorship money is spread out so thin. Um, amongst all, they got so many different trails and fishermen now, and the fishing industry can only support so much at a time and they're going to give the most of the money to the guys that do the best which you can't blame them yeah. you know that's who sells the stuff for them and everything but it's still they can make it you know yeah. but you really need a little bit of luck and a lot of skill yeah a lot of skill a lot of skill that that's a, one thing that doesn't change there's a ton of great fishermen all over the United States, I don't care where you go, but are capable of being bass pros. It's just a matter of family, uh, your job. You know, it's hard to look. Like I got a buddy, that he's a heck of a fisherman, and he started selling depth finders and trolling motors out of his house and rigging boats. And he had a $180,000 a year job with a, a company vehicle and a credit card that he could use fishing, whatever he wanted to do, you know, put gas in his boat with it and everything. 
and he got to doing so well with that business that he quit his job and started just rigging boats out of his house. And, uh, you know, he'll he'll be able to move on into fishing down the road once he gets established and everything. But to make that jump with a family, with a wife and two kids and say, hey, I'm going to quit a a comfy job. And he was on call. Sometimes he wouldn't work for three weeks. Went around fixing hospital machines and everything. But if you have a dream, you can't sit back every day and say, man, I wish I could live that dream or I could try to live that dream. you got to either go do it or not do it. And I always say follow your dream. Um, but it's like I say, if you've got kids and a wife, it's hard for them to understand. You're all fishing and everything. you got to miss baseball games and Whatever. I was fortunate. My son liked to fish. And, and uh, you know, he cared fishing more than anything. And like I say, there's just so many good ones out there that'll never make it. But they can do good locally, too. I mean, there's guys that fish locally that make more money than the pros do. Yeah. yeah. You know, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Alabama. All around, yeah. uh, you know, they make a good living fishing weekend tournaments, and then they work their job too. Right. Double dip, and they're at home to go go to the ball games and the dance recitals and yeah. all that stuff. All that good stuff. What about supper time, Wu? I want to talk to you about supper. Uh, we're going to eat, uh, and you can have anything you want here. Do you, are we going to eat crap? Well, I call them crappy. You call them crappy. They're pretty good. Uh, flounder. I know you're fond of those flounder. How about those bluegill? What, what are we going to eat? I like bluegill a bit better than, but uh, I like them all. <laughs> if it's a fish, I'll eat it. I don't care. I like bluegill, crappy, uh, walleye, catfish. I mean, the only thing I don't eat is bass. Yeah. You know, throw them back. But uh, sometimes we'll keep some spotted bass if yeah. you're in a lake because they overpopulate the lake and they're real good to eat. Yeah. So now where I live, it's cornmeal, salt, and pepper, and drop them in the peanut oil. How about up here? Indian head, yellow cornmeal. Yellow cornmeal. There you go. Got to be Indian head. We got a lot in common. Woo, Dave, what an honor to sit and visit with you. I appreciate the time. Well, I thank you, and um, anytime you need anything, you call me. I'm going to be back in Virginia, and I'm going to call Woo, and we're going to go rabbit hunting. He told me we would. I'm going to hold him to it. I look forward to that. If you ever get a chance to meet Woo Daves at a Bassmaster Classic Expo or anywhere up and down the bass fishing trail, carve out a little time, sit and visit with him. He's a a one-of-a-kind, great guy, and if you'll just listen, you'll learn a lot. No matter how good a bass fisherman you are, you'll learn something from Woo. Hey, before we go, I want to let you know that the 6th Annual Western Pennsylvania Charity Sporting Clay Shoot It's coming up next weekend. Luthersburg, Pennsylvania, hosted by Shoot for a Cure. And it's all going to benefit Freedom Hunters. All Seasons Trap and Skeet Club, and I've got more details on this benefit sporting clay shoot at kinderoutdoors.com. Who knows where the trail will take us next week, but I sure hope you'll join us. You never know what a new day is going to bring. You might end up at a little cafe and 
Chase City, Virginia, eating fried bologna sandwiches with a Bass Fishing Hall of Famer. <laughs> Thank you so very much for hanging out around our campfire with us today. It means a lot to us, and we would love to hear from you. Let us know how you hear the show at kinderoutdoors.com and where you hear the show. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together in this old camp house each week and invite you back next time around. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch.